Service Delivery Watch on the Morning Blaze. Yes, uh, Service Delivery Watch, Tumamina. That's what uh, uh, Dr. Hugh Masigela says in this song. And we are saying, well, who has sent you? What services are you delivering? And are you delivering them right? If you've got any service delivery issues, the number to send your WhatsApps to is 0614. One zero four one zero seven. If it's something really difficult and you need to type it out because we need to do a bit of research around it, you're more than welcome to email ben at safm.co.za. Right now, we are joined by uh, Honorable Velengosini Fik Ihlabisa, who is a South African politician. Uh, and he was a teacher at some point, but currently the president of IFP Ngata Freedom Party. Thank you very much, Bamflabisa, uh, for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia and your <clears throat> listeners. You are up and early in the morning. Um, clearly, there are issues around service delivery that are keeping you up. Very true, and Patricia. South Africa is crying for effective service delivery that can mark a meaningful change in their lives. And we see this in many various ways. <clears throat> in other areas, uh, people actually protest to express their dissatisfaction or their desire that something should be done that will mark a meaningful change in their lives. Mm. Now, we are crying as South Africans on every level, many levels, um, when it comes to service delivery. And why I say we, it's because there are so many protests that uh, go on every single month in this country of ours. What is the state of service delivery now compared to the mid-90s when our democracy was still fresh and new? Um, Patricia, one must um, <clears throat> agree that, uh, comparatively speaking, things are getting better in a way because we are coming from the background where things were completely not good at all say prior 1994 <clears throat> good services were only being received by certain groups in our society and the majority population was not receiving anything meaningful although, although there was leaky that was being received we must accept therefore <clears throat> that with the advent of um, democracy in our country, we started to see changes. But <clears throat> the more people get exposed in what is due to them, the more they feel that little is being done. On one hand, one would say 
if our citizens were active sufficiently and participating in their big numbers, we will be seeing better services than what we see now. Why I'm saying this, Patricia, you know, <clears throat> the majority of the voters in our country do not participate in the voting process, yet they demand or need services. As a result, <clears throat> the minority that participates is responsible of putting people into government. And some people stay for a longer period in government while they are not doing maximum in terms of service delivery because it is only the minority that is responsible to place governments into power while the, the majority <clears throat> is not participating in the election process, yet they need services. If the majority of our people were participating, things would be different because a government either at a local, provincial or national level that is not giving the services people want, people will be using the power in their hand to remove that government and put another one and give it a period of five years. If that one also doesn't do as they want, they effectively remove until people who are in government know that we are accountable to citizens. In other areas, people know that, well, people will scream, will protest, but when elections come, those who participate will bring us back into government and things will continue, sometimes moving from bad to worse, as we are seeing in some areas that <clears throat> we are not going as forward as we should as a country, because <clears throat> some people, once they get into power, they know people will bring us back even next year. They start to look at themselves, look at their families, uh, indulge in, in, cor in corruption, instead of servicing people. But I now, Bab Slavisa, you, you are talking about, you know, the corruption and indulging in it once there is power. Uh, that can't be uh, excluded from some of the reports we've seen from um, the municipalities where the IFP has gained power. We've had some allegations being reported around that. Uh, so how are you clearing that up? How are you cleaning up your own house as the IFP from such allegations of corruption, um, sextortion, as they put it? Uh, Patricia, I, I was speaking not from a point of view of attacking other anyone yes I, I'm, I'm aware of that yes. i'm aware of that yes. so that, that's why i'm just now, bringing it back to you yes. because yes. i want us Thank to also focus much. on yeah. on your work because you've done great work but it's not without its own spikes and patricia we are doing the best we can to remove bad potatoes from our ranks at a municipal level where we control 28 governments in Wazul Natal, we do not hesitate to remove or recall a mayor 
especially a person who is the face of the government, once we have sufficient evidence that this person is either sleeping on duty or abusing the resources to his or her benefit. Well, in most cases, it takes a long process when you verify what people complain about as well as the involvement of that particular person. But once we have concluded that this is a culprit, this is a person who is standing on the way of effective service delivery, we do not hesitate to remove that particular person. So I'm glad that there is that, and it would be nice if you can name who have you removed that has had allegations so you can restore confidence in those who are for the IFP. Have you done any removals yet? In, in, let me just go back to the previous term, 2016 yes. to 2021. We removed 11 mayors in our municipalities because of poor service delivery, which was reflected by the heads of the municipalities. As I speak now, from November 2021 to date, we have removed four mayors in our municipalities. Some, of course, are implicated on bad language in public, even if a person can deliver services, but if you speak very badly about women and boast as a man that you do not care about the rights which are being promoted, you concentrate on service delivery, we say, no, 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 it cannot go the other way in that way. If you can respect other population uh, rights and then you only boast of um, good service delivery. You are giving a bad image of the IFP. We removed one mayor um, in February who had a very bad language when it comes to uh, female people, which we couldn't allow, as we know that uh, women are belonging to a disadvantaged section in our population, even in, in, in when it comes to the respect of women. But three other mayors uh, last year were removed because of service delivery. And we are not afraid even to fire a ward councillor. If a ward councillor is no longer seen in the community or after being elected, he relocated and went into the urban area, yet the municipality is in the rural area. We have two practical examples of a ward councillor's whom we showed to the door and <clears throat> went to the by-election to get people who will be elected and reside where people are living who elected that particular ward councillor. Um, okay, then I'm glad there's uh, some action that you can give to us uh, there. Let's go to a voice note. If you'd like to engage with uh, Honorable Velengosini Slabisa, who is the president of Ingata Freedom Party, the AFP, who's with us right now uh, telephonically on the show as we observe service delivery watch, you're more than welcome to join in. 0614104107, that is our WhatsApp number, or you can call in on 0860002032. Good morning, Patricia. This is Zanini Indeweni. 
I like to ask from Mr. Sabisa that what mistake they have learned uh, that resulted to them to lose the KZN as they were ruling in KZN and what mistake they are learning now as the agency is in power and the people are still complaining and people are still crying. If they can get back to power in KZN, what mistake they will rectify it and what they will do for the people, what they what is their biggest lesson they have learned? Yeah. Many questions there, um, Honourable Sabisa. Please uh, do respond to our A-teamer. Uh, thank you very much, Patricia, for the question coming from Devon. <clears throat> Firstly, the IFP had 10 years in power in 1994 to 2004. One great lesson I must say we learned once we were out of power is that you must never be arrogant once you are in power. Never dare underestimate the power of people that they have power to remove and replace a government of the day with another government of the day. When you are in power, always listen to people. And when you have challenges in delivering the services, you must be the first to report back to people other than to come back when there are protests. I think that is the biggest lesson we learned in the 10 years after we were taken out from power. What we have seen from the ANC as people are complaining and protesting is a similar thing, arrogance, taking people for granted that in any way they will bring us back to power. And when we can be given an opportunity in 2024 we know the biggest cry in our community is employment. We will ensure that we go an extra mile to utilize all the resources available to inject them on initiatives to create job opportunities, invite foreign investors, to come and invest in the province of Wazulu-Natal. Secondly, to deal with crime. Crime is devastating our society. We will have to introduce effective, strong measures to ensure that we uproot criminals in our society. Because even if people can work, but if they are not safe, all that they are working for 
is at the disposal of criminals. And thirdly, to ensure that the government departments deliver services on time and effectively, not to dump resources when the year is going towards the end so that we ensure that money does not go back to national treasury. On day one of a new budget, you work as if you are approaching the end of the year to ensure that the available budget is giving services that are due to our people. And the social services department, that is education, health, social welfare, human settlement, where you provide houses that give dignity to our people will be our key priorities in 2024 once people give us the opportunity to govern Natal once again. Let's go to another question. Uh, this one from an anonymous who says, uh, when are they removing the speaker of Abatulusi local municipality? The speaker of Abatulusi municipality, <clears throat> we have gone public, Patricia, to remove two office bearers. The mayor, the mayor at Abakulusi is no longer in his position. We have the acting mayor. In the same statement, we declared that the speaker of Abakulusi is gonna leave his position and go to Zululand district. The only thing that is on our way is to negotiate with the coalition partners for a new candidate. Because as an IFP alone, we cannot elect a speaker. As I am saying currently, we have a vacant position of the mayor. And you can in the municipality, therefore, Patricia, have a vacant mayor position and a vacant speaker position simultaneously. Because you are um, undermining the proper functioning of the government. Once our coalition partners give a go-ahead to the two candidates we have identified for the speaker and the mayor, the speaker will be going to Zululand and a new mayor will be elected together with a new speaker. A decision has been taken. It's only a matter of implementation pending our negotiation with our coalition. All right. Excellent. Um, I've got Simon on the line. Atima Simon, good morning. Morning, morning. Uh, how are you? Strong, thank you. What's your comment or question? Uh, my question is, I would like to ask uh, Mr. Sabisa about the money that was uh, donated by Mr. Masepe for flood for people who are living in uh, what, or holes even now. What happened to that money? What are they saying? That's the first question. The second question is, what are they saying about the people who are living in shacks? Wherever you go, all of the town of South Africa, <clears throat> you don't ask yourself where black people are staying. You see the shacks all, all over. It's worse. It's worse. It's getting worse, guys. What are they saying about potholes? All right. This Simon, is the only thing should... that I need to ask. Okay, Simon, thanks. Uh, because of time, Thank we can't you. have too many uh, questions, but let's uh, see if we can answer the issue of the money donated for the flood relief in KZN and uh, the shack dwelling. Let's go to a voice note quickly. Uh, Patricia, 
Mine is about a councillor here in uh, uh, Alfred Duma, a councillor Warasami, uh, who was allegedly um, uh, using uh, women sexually, uh, I mean, uh, promising them to uh, promising them better opportunities uh, or better employment opportunities in the council. They said they fired that councillor, but that councillor is still there. All right. Um, those are the questions. Uh, please uh, do respond. We don't have much time, um, uh, Mr. Tabisa, but I think you can uh, tackle these ones. Uh, quickly, uh, Patricia, regarding Councillor Warasadi. Indeed, as a political party, we took a decision to fire Abbas Warasali together with the mayor of Abakulusi. And Abbas was given an opportunity to tender his resignation. He did not do so. On the 30th of March, Warasali was summoned to appear before the disciplinary process because <clears throat> A person has rights which you can't override if he does not cooperate to tender resignation. On the 30th of March, Warasali produced evidence which necessitated a further investigation on the voice note that circulated in the area of Alfred Duma and Wazir Natal. Even to date, we stand as a party that he is no longer our member, but the due process has to be done because if he can take us to the court of law, we will be forced to reinstate him. That is why we yielded to the evidence he provided and we are investigating further. And once we've concluded our investigation, definitely we will maintain our position. Regarding Simon, the issue of potholes, uh, uh, sharks where our people are living in many areas throughout the country is a reflection of poor service delivery after 29 years of freedom. It remains a shame for all of us in government, irrespective of the political party we come from, and it remains a responsibility of a government of the day to ensure that we provide decent housing. That is why I said, if we can be given an opportunity to be part of a coalition government to govern South Africa or to govern Guazulu-Natal alone, we will give houses to our people as a priority because it is a shame what we see, especially amongst areas where the black people Honourable Sabisa, unfortunately our time is far spent. We will um, always have service delivery available. So when you are available to have these discussions and engage with our community um, on uh, the Morning Bliss, you are more than welcome to come back Um, because the questions are just too many and we can't get to all of them. But thank you for joining us. Thank you, Patricia and your listeners. I will really appreciate any opportunity going forward because engaging people is what I admire most.